Hello and welcome. <laughs> That'll be the episode. Just ten seconds of silence. Uh, I do want to address some things I've been wanting to address for a while. Okay. One of them is after Thanksgiving, I did some video work for this fundraising group. Uh-huh. It was like a group of realtors that did flag football on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, jeez. And it was so bizarre. They're like those types who do the 5K or whatever in the morning on Thanksgiving. Those kinds of annoying people, not the kind of people who can just like be fine taking the day. Uh, no, they were uh, like the really fit realtors that also do like bodybuilding competitions on the weekends. And drive fancy cars and post fake pictures on Instagram, how they fly <laughs> private jets. It's It was the thing that like threw so me off. annoying. They're annoying, basically, the, is what you're saying. The two things that threw me off the most about the event. I mean, it was a great event. They were raising money for a good cause. Sure. Uh, but they're, they had like a loudspeaker. Like someone had like a, a barrel speaker that was just like giant that, that they just plopped in the middle of the field to play music. And the playlist they were playing sounded just like something out of la fitness it was like edm remixes of like cindy lopper songs it was so weird i was like what the heck is this music oh my god and then the other weird thing that threw me off was uh tyler was there from tyler's coffee from tyler's coffee what we got to get that guy on this podcast because we talk about him a lot yeah he's what an industrious fucker was he serving coffee no he was sitting at a a, a picnic table it was cold and he was like all bundled up and then he was just like calling to people to talk to him where he was sitting and then he just left early wait but why was he there in the first place i think he was participating i think he was with one of the groups i have no idea i didn't talk to him he didn't remember me of course because <laughs> because he doesn't understand what a star he is in our world <laughs> right right yeah uh, my dog actually just ate his card Really? Yeah. Dang. There's something about that guy. What is it about mm-hmm. that guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think it's because it's a – you know how um, – I forget who said it, but somebody said that the things that you don't like in someone is a reflection of the things you don't like in yourself. Uh-huh. I think in a weird way the things that I don't like in him are a reflection of the things that like – so said differently, I think that his uh, I admire his ability to just interject himself into any scenario. What I don't like is that he does it with the savoir faire of a baboon. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? It's like it's like ah oh, shit. You know I I need to be uh, more assertive about getting opportunities and networking and all that kind of stuff. I you know we were talking. Uh, last time about like oh man yeah I gotta make ch-. like I said I was gonna get loud and I did to a degree but not to the degree that's necessary and I you know you always got to be conscious of that and I think that in that sort of sense he is and especially because I mean his brand is that it has the name right on it Tyler's right Coffee. on it yep right there um, but he was tactless and uh, in general slightly unpleasant yeah I mean I'm sure he's a nice enough guy but. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's just all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. uh, You know what? I say we get Tyler on the podcast. We we suss this out. You know what sucks is that like that's on me because he's in Tucson. 
And yeah. I would have to sit with him in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to sit with him in person. He's probably going to want to like get some product shots of his Tyler's coffee. You're going to have to do a whole thing with him. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit that later. So, wait, so was that the thing you wanted to address, that on Thanksgiving you you ran into Tyler from Tyler's Coffee? Right, and that bizarre flag football experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... It, was, it was interesting. It was fine. Yeah, uh, that's not, not my cup of tea. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, there was like a time here in town, in Tucson, where a lot of young entrepreneurs, they... Or in kickball leagues. I don't know if it's still a thing or not. Oh, yeah. But they would go out, they would play kickball, and then they'd go drink at Tap and Bottle. Yes, yes. That's. I think that's probably part of that. Um, there's like a kickball league in every city or some bullshit like that. I know because I went to one game when I was new at Axon because um, I was like, oh, I should like meet people and I don't know how to fucking do that in this context. And it's because like it was my work team. So I was like, okay, let me get in with some work people. And I hated it. What did you hate about it? Oh, everything. Um, where to start? Uh, first of all, it's like they're weirdly competitive, even though it doesn't matter. It's kickball. And everyone's also drinking Coors Light the entire time. Like, there's, I, I don't know why, but like, people were like, come on, oh, you have to have like, two girls on the team or else you're disqualified and we're going to move ahead in the bracket and all this kind of crazy shit. And it just kind of made me understand that office people don't really have a whole lot going on in their lives. Okay. Like boring office people. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, of which I am one, I guess. Uh, but they, they like really just don't have a whole lot. going. So there was that. Um, I think, I think the part to that to, I've realized lately is that it's all manufactured. Like everything they put out there, everything they share in our social media to give this, uh, persona that oh, they yeah. are bigger than, or I don't know. It's just, it's all how you present yourself and they're, they're presenting this active lifestyle, this luxurious lifestyle. I don't know. I see yeah. that with some of the realtors. Oh dude, totally. I live, I live in the heart of, um, uh, do, do you know what the $40,000 millionaire is? Uh, is that someone in a weird pyramid scheme? <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. Uh, God. And the amount of people who pitch you on, you know how many people have pitched me on that Kiani bullshit that, like, since I've been here, it's, like, something about acai berries and, like, oh, it's, like, a health supplement. I'm, like, you must think I'm some kind of fucking stupid, right? Like, like no, 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 we're partners. We're, you're not going to be in my downstream. It's, like, that's what? just a euphemism. It's, like, yeah, yeah. You're, not in a, you're not in a pyramid scheme. You're a multi-level marketer, and we're partners. I'm not in your downstream. It's, like, these are all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Anyways, um, so, yeah, that's a part of it, but um, that's definitely a part of it. But no, it's like when you, uh, every now and then, I don't really go out in Scottsdale. In fact, there's a bar right across the street, so that's pretty much the only one I go to, But um, and the one Tori works at. But every now and then we have to, like, uh, I remember we got invited out to, uh, like, oh, there's this new place opening, and we're getting bottle service, so you should go. And so I did, because free alcohol um, is something that I can, like, get behind. So... We went, and there's just a bunch of guys who you know they work desk jobs like me, and you know they don't make shit, uh-huh. but they're making sure they're like they're definitely blowing all their money on like their clothes and on you know whatever just to appear greater or like bigger than they are. 
So I think that's kind of the thing you're saying with the realtors. It's like you're creating this image and like posting stuff and making your life seem like something that it's actually not. Mm. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird, weird world. What else did you not like about kickball? Uh, so there was that. It was also just like, um, you know, I, I, it just made me realize very early on that, you know, these were not the people that I, uh, everyone just wants to talk about their like sect of work or, you know, it's, it's all very like, um, all very like surface level conversation, like dumb shit that I don't really care about. And I don't Mm want to, you know, engage in that kind of stuff. Like, do you remember the first time we actually met each other? Uh, in my cage? Yeah, in your cage. And it sounds weirder when you uh, <laughs> refer to it as a cage. <laughs> my office but, used to be a cage, so just to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it helps yeah. clarify anything, but my office used to be a cage. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, uh, I – it's something about your like nature and it's, it's like the way that you would open up these silences. I just like, naturally, I just like filled those silences. And before you know it, I was like giving you my fucking life story. <laughs> that was a lot with me. Yeah. I don't know what it is about you, but you've got this, like, you've got this way of getting people like right in their spot. You know what I mean? I, and I don't, you know, really you could be a very accomplished psychologist or something. <laughs> I probably could be. So just in case this doesn't work out for you, you have a plan B. Plan B. That's my plan B. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's like that's the kind of thing. You know, I'm just not interested in like, oh, yeah. Well, what about uh, OPSEC? Did you know this, that, and the other? It's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And, and I don't know. I just don't know how to connect to those people. Um, and I'm not really sure why. Hmm. But maybe I just don't want to. I mean, that's that's. It's also probably that I just was. Uh, I instantly kind of read the situation and and dismissed it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's probably what probably. it was. You overthought. So, it. anyways, yeah, I overthought it, and I um, I uh, slid into home, and I let my arm drag behind me, and uh, I dislocated my shoulder. And you didn't pop it in. No, no. So then I then I hung it there for a second, like kind of shook it around, and it popped back in by itself. So it wasn't like a like a superior tear where it's like all the you know whatever those meniscus or whatever is crossing your uh, keeping your uh, arm in socket. Uh-huh. Nothing like that actually like tore anything, but like it definitely fucked me up for a while. I bet that you didn't pop it in like uh, Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon Two <laughs> against a wall. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's uh. Wait, no, that is... That is Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, there were no walls present. I was at in a kickball field. Mm. Good but, times. Good times. Yeah, so there was, it was all that, and I just, uh, you know, nah, not, for, not for me. No no kickball league for me. But yeah, they were also playing uh, EDM remixes of Cyndi Lauper, so I get it. Yeah, so I, I don't get that whole vibe. I guess I don't get the whole EDM thing. I don't get the whole bottle service thing. Oh, no, me neither. Me neither. And that's like... Um, just yesterday or whatever day it was, uh, Coachella tickets went on sale and someone was like, Oh man, do you want to pre buy some weekend one Coachella tickets? I was like, absolutely not. Like who's, absolutely not. Who's even playing at Coachella? Um, I don't know to name a few, like childish Gambino, Tame Impala, some people like that, you know? Um, but that's the thing. It's like, it's all, it's like really what you're paying for is like, two or three because that's what exactly what happens at every one of these things there's like two or three people that it's like oh man i would go see them 
But that's not really what you're paying for. You're paying for the whole entire thing for a bunch of different shit that you don't actually care about. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't I just wait for that band to go on tour and then I'll just see that band? Because it's not Coachella, man. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just, I just don't want to spend $400 on something and then have to like stay somewhere in a dusty-ass valley that's not even nice, but it's going to be overpriced as hell. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't feel like doing that. Is it that much to go to Coachella? Oh, fuck yeah. Is it really? Absolutely. Yeah, so so um so it's got to be like 300 400 for an all weekend ticket, right? But that's just the ticket itself. Then you have to worry about you can either buy camping passes or you can buy uh, or you like find an Airbnb or a hotel or something. Mm-hmm. And um if you if you camp, then you have to deal with the fact that you don't have a shower all weekend. I'd be okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I, uh, you know, I, I've, I would think you would understand as a fellow brown person, especially in the summertime, like, come on, there's no way that that's going to work. Or like April or whatever. Yeah, that's um, true. That, well, you, you uh, yeah, yeah. You're a different type like, of brown person. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very sweaty kind of brown person. In fact, having just come back from India, I can tell you, like, even in the winter, it's pretty sweaty. It's four twenty nine for a general pass. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you can, can uh, get camping spots for like one hundred and twenty five bucks. Yeah. So all in all, and it's like you haven't even figured out: Are you driving there? Are you flying there? Some people fly in, and it's like, are you fucking crazy? Now you're easily up to six hundred dollars, like for a weekend. I I don't know. I just I don't have that kind of disposable income. Oh, they have a safari camping option. That is $9,500. Wait, like what happens? You enjoy all the comforts of home and then some. Safari campers enjoy golf cart transportation between stages uh, and private parking, restrooms and showers, uh, breakfast in an air-conditioned lounge, and more. Hmm. It's a two-day pass. That's crazy. And it's $9,000? $9,500. Oh, God. It's like, how the fuck could you justify that? And that's probably just for one pass, and then you have to add on. Oh, it's only for two people, and then you can add on additional people if you want. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll be doing that then. I feel like you would. Yeah. I'll $9,000. You just got Anyways. me on a Coachella kick for some reason. You what? Let's see. Don't know. Anybody on this first row? Oh, I kind of know Ariana Grande. Don't know anybody in this? Nope. Nope. Don't know any of these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Childish Cambino, like you just said. Like I just said. Yeah, nope. Don't know anybody else. Nope. Nope. Diplo sounds like something I would know, but I don't really. <laughs> uh, Gucci Gang sounds like somebody, something somebody made fun of on SNL. Yeah, probably. Did they have? Are they the ones with the uh, the tiger in the school music video? I don't know. And Pete Davidson made fun of it. That sounds like something Pete Davidson would make. Oh, Kalkal Kalhild. Kolsch is a beer. Kolsch is a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going through this. I don't see anybody worth paying four hundred and twenty nine dollars for. But to be fair, you saw Ario Speedwagon at the fair. I did for free, and it was amazing. Yeah. 
Which actually, that reminds me. So, um, Weezer. Uh, uh, see, even the ad, I don't even like Weezer, really. It would be nostalgia for me. Yeah, it's like they have a couple good songs. It's like, oh yeah, Island in the Sun makes me feel depressed. So that's a good one, I guess. Um, no, so I had to pick up Tori from work last night because her car is not working for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so I'm sitting out there in the parking lot and uh, I realized <laughs> I was sitting out there in the parking lot because it, like, it was raining. And I was just like waiting in my car. And I was listening to that. Uh, I, I listened to the Neil Diamond playlist front to back. The oh, one, really? The one that you made me on Spotify. Uh, yeah, those are some great tracks. He's a great songwriter. Uh, Evermore, what a great song. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. Um, Solitary Man, I was already familiar with, um, but only through another band. Um, he has a lot of songs that he's written that other bands are, have made famous. Oh, really? Like a lot of the Monkees hits. Oh, yeah. You don't know who the monkeys are, but still. No, I do. They were that producer. Like, they didn't even play their own instruments, right? I don't know if they did or not. But they had, like, their own TV show. It was more like a produced boy band. Yeah, I think that's what people point to as, like, the start of a really, like, you know, like, manufactured kind of musical group as opposed to, like, the Beatles, which were supposedly organic. Right. Uh, Captain of a Shipwreck. Great song. <laughs> Great song. I also feel like the captain of a shipwreck. <laughs> and that's those are off those Evermore and Captain of a Shipwreck is off an album that he produced years after stopping recording music. Oh, really? And so, what's his name? I want to say Ruben something. Ruben somebody. His name is Ruben. He he did uh, when Johnny Cash did Hurt. Uh huh. And produced Johnny Cash's like album as an old guy. Yeah. He was like, "Hey Neil Diamond, you should do this too." And then Neil hmm. Diamond started recording stuff again. And and then he made those bangers. Then he made those bangers. And now he's retired from touring because of Parkinson's. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Didn't you see Neil Diamond? I have. I have seen him live. Hmm. So. Perfect. No regrets there. No, no regrets. Check that one off the list. So. And then the next wh- thing I wanted to talk about. Oh. Was uh, just like saying things. And then just having them being uh, being heard in a different way. Like I like I I, I tend to say things, and I don't oft I don't know. I often get called out saying, "Oh, that's that's hurtful. Oh, that's mean." I'm like, oh, why'd you say it like that? It's not that, dude. Wait, what did you say on the podcast this time? Well, uh, I, no one's heard it, and probably no one's ever going to hear it. But last week on the podcast, I was like. Uh, my one of my lo-fi's was we had the wrong cast for the live show. Oh, of course you're ruminating on this still. <laughs> and uh, the cast was great. The cast did a really fantastic job. But I have this new thing, this vision on how I want to do more diverse casting in all my projects. Oh and yeah, that everyone on that stage was it was a whitewash. I mean, I was on there. Oh but, yeah, I guess it was. And so, uh, and that was the aspect I was talking about when I said I had the wrong cast. Right. You you just meant specifically that that casting, like that it just so happened because you were under so much time pressure, you just had to find people. Right. It was you know a week. Good good people. They were great. They were great. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't for her name being Sarah Jackson, I would kind of assume just by looking at her that she was vaguely ethnic. No, like something. That's a stretch, man. That's a stretch. Okay. That's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you know yeah. 
Okay, so I guess not. Um, but even earlier in the year, when we were talking to uh, to Matt Matt Van Hoosen, Hosen, Matt Van Hosen, uh, he was oh. the guy that A interviewed, and I I thought that when he was explaining how he likes to research people on their social medias, I I found it creepy. Right. But I, I meant it in the context that it, it feels creepy to me to be looking right. up. Right. Not that it actively is. Right. And like recently talking to a friend of mine, Autumn, uh, she's a community relations officer. She always meets with people. And she's like, it's important to know your room that you're talking to and to be able to connect with the person you're pitching to. And like you have mm-hmm. to research your person to understand who they are and what they what they get, the vibe that they are. And uh, I think in the context... Like, like looking back, it is not, it is important, but it still feels creepy. The feeling I get is creepy. Not that the act is creepy, but I feel creepy right. doing it. Right. Hmm. Well, I, uh, I don't know. It's like, to be fair, I've been doing like a fair amount. Well, not like, I guess it hasn't been like research or whatever. That reminds me of two different things. So number one is, uh, I don't know if this is actually a thing, and I would love to get an expert on the subject, but I don't really know like many uh, uh, like career – what, what do you call those? Like a career advice professional? A consultant? Like, I Advisor? Guess, um, I guess. I kind of mean like um, – like do you, yeah, like an advisor or something. Like, do you know? Uh, like LinkedIn has people. Like part of their job is to is to like assist people with like resume building and that kind of shit. You know, mm-hmm. but it's all for like an exorbitant fee, so I would never pay for it. But um, unless I should, I don't know. Um, but uh, but they have people who do that. So I'm not one of those people, and I would love to talk to one because I want to suss out like what's real and what's fake. But everything I read about sending in a cover letter, like mm-hmm. now, uh, you they're like, oh, if you can, you should. It's like really important that you address your cover letter personally. And companies don't post like not all of them post stuff like, oh, email reply to this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then what I do is I like go lurking through the LinkedIn channels and find like who the hiring manager is at this company or like I'll find a person and I'll message them and ask them like, you know what I mean? And so it's uh-huh. like to a degree, there is like a fair amount of digging and, and it's like, I don't even understand how we got here. Like, why is that a necessary thing? Why does it show a little extra initiative to like sort through your company's org chart? And you know what I mean? It's like at that point that, that just seems, uh, you know, kind of more, it's making it more complex than it needs to be. Right. It's kind of like they're taking out the, uh, the personal part of it. It's like, we're on the, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. What is it? What's the one with the, the e-harmony that makes you answer a thousand, a thousand questions <laughs> as opposed to, uh, like plenty of fish where it's like, you have a fake picture, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do whatever you uh, want. Here, here's your picture. Here's your like blurb. Get, go for it. Yeah. But it's, I guess it's more of a vetting process, but I think it's bizarre that, you have to research personal details about an employer or a potential employer or the coworkers at work just to see what the type of environment is to see if you would be a fit for it. But then how are you supposed to judge yourself? Yeah. Also opposites attract. Uh, yeah. Paula Abdul, well, DJ also... scat cat. Who? Paula Abdul and DJ scat cat. Okay. Ha- I know have you not heard Paula the... Abdul is. <laughs> you have not seen this music video. 
No. Oh my god. Is it called Opposites Attract? That's the name of the song. It's like one of her greatest hits. I'm not even familiar with her as a musician. Oh, you're missing out, dude. No, I've only ever heard of Paul Abdul as a uh, as a uh, American Idol judge and a drunk one at that. Yeah. My dog has to go out. Oh, that's what's happening there. <laughs> I'll send you a link. Um, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a yeah. link. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely. We should. Uh, I <laughs> Now that now that I've been uh, on the Neil Diamond kick, uh, you know, feel free to send me all the. Oh, I Paul definitely. Abdul I wouldn't material. put Paul Abdul on a Neil Diamond level. Just this music video. Right. OK. OK. Fair enough. Well, no, it's, it's also just kind of like it kind of turns it into this bullshitty process. You know what I mean? Because I love uh, some of these companies or I love whatever. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um unless I'm working for myself or I'm doing whatever it's, it's like, no, everyone wants to hear what you're passionate about and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it just sort of dilutes the meaning. Cause it's like, no, I'm looking for employment. If you pay me money, I will do shit for you. Like, you know, to some degree there's that if it was, um, you know, and, and so then they're trying to basically what ends up happening is cause in their ideal, we find a perfect fit somebody who is, uh, you know, oh man, they're so geared up just for this job and, you know, whatever. But it's like, do you understand how dumb that is to look for in somebody who is like, let's say a data entry professional or something, right? Who is going to say that that's, you know, what they want their life's work to be, or here's why, or or all this kind of nonsense. Nobody. Mm -hmm. So I get it from like a director kind of position or like something like that, but it doesn't make any sense fulfilling 90% of jobs to have like, oh, we need this cover letter that, you know, you're going to explain to me why, you know, whatever. It's like I that part can be done in an interview. Either you like this person or you don't. You don't have to – because now everyone – it's all about who's the best liar essentially. Yeah, or who plays the game the best. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I was. That's a bit – you're right. I was being a bit reductive um, in, in saying who's the best liar. It's, it's you're right. It's who who plays the game the best. And who plays the game the best might not actually be the best fit for the position unless you're like, you know, trying to find a lobbyist or something. Well, maybe the person that would be best for the position is the one that's not playing the game and is just being genuine. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of like authenticity. Um, again, going to reference just because it's fresh on my mind. What makes Sammy run that, uh, book from like i don't know the 50s or something like that um it's like he's so focused on what the next move is that he's not even doing a good job currently but he's constantly just working on just getting himself on the next script or on the next thing getting his name on something that he's not even actually doing anything like he's he it turns out that he's stealing other people's stories other people's scripts in hollywood Mm -hmm. and he's saying like oh yeah like I'll make you a big name. I'll make you a big name. Let me just get the ball rolling on this first and then you whatever. And so he's not actually putting the work in. He's just stealing other people's stuff and then always focusing on getting himself on the next project. Yeah. So it's like that's, you know, that kind of environment can be manufactured pretty easily if you aren't, you know, like, I don't I don't know. How do you measure for that kind of genuine authenticity? And I, I mean, it's more of a question than I have an answer. I definitely don't know what that's like, but um or do you even want, or do employers even want to measure that? Hmm. That's a good question. I think I think when it comes to things like um 
integrity and stuff like that? I think so. But in terms of maybe other stuff, probably not. Like maybe that's not even on the radar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, um, I'm, uh, trying to, uh, I, I think that this, uh, old school way of doing things like, uh, or not old school, but, uh, you know, get a job, stay in it for 40 years and, uh, then retire. I think that's expiring. Like, I think that's, oh, it's definitely, it's definitely already expiring. I mean, what is it like 20, 48% of 41%? What was it? That article that just came out about, uh, millennials being entrepreneurs. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like 40 over Um, 40%. I thought. Yeah. Which is, which is insane. And that's also like a great thing. It's like, all right, so we're moving away from, you know, having this kind of, um, what, what do I, it's, it's like, uh, it's like a pyramid, right? This is going to be a really shitty. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So you're going to do a whole diagram right now? Um, I might, uh, actually this would help with visualization. So it's like, it's like, what is better or what's preferable? Being a part of a pyramid, not a pyramid scheme, but a pyramid uh-huh. where at the top is one person and he's obviously he or she is obviously uh, compensated the highest and you're somewhere in that structure. And in order to be uh, compensated higher or get more benefits or have more impact at your job or um, have a better work life balance or whatever, you know, all those things happen as you scale up. Although one could argue that because I think the optimal salary isn't like 150k a year the optimal salary is actually like 80 to 90k a year because then pretty much anywhere in america your expenses are covered Mm -hmm. but you're not being crazy overworked like you can still have a work-life balance at that salary range so that's kind of where i'm not to say that i'm you know (laughs) aiming low or something but like that's kind of the position i would want to be in but i would also we'll get to my concerns with it later um but anyway, so that's that's one way to operate. It's like you have to just move your way up the pyramid some way. And like some tracks, you know, don't end up in anything. You just, you get, you know, you're, you're right here kind of in the upper side lateral, but it doesn't get you to the peak. So it's like, do you need to be at the peak to be happy? Or are you the type of person, which I think um, entrepreneurs are, I think you kind of exhibit this to a degree. Um, so a lot of these like young entrepreneurs where it's like you're not actually the peak. You haven't spent the time in anything to be the absolute like peak top of the top in of, of any industry. But you've been involved in enough of different pyramids and different skill sets that you don't actually have to, you know, worry about being completely um valueless or like or like that you you won't be able to do your work or you won't be able to get a job or you won't be able to do, you know, whatever, create a job for yourself. You've been involved in enough stuff that, you know, you don't have to be at the peak. You're, you kind of like have kind of created your own, uh, track, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think that those are the two different kind of mindsets and there, you can still see both exhibited, but, um, that's something that I've been ruminating about a lot recently because I was trying to understand, uh, what would actually make me happy, which is an ineffable, which is nothing, <laughs> uh, probably nothing, <laughs> maybe a great cup of Tyler's coffee. Um, a hair tested free. 
that actually you know as much uh shit as i'm talking that might be helpful because i've been getting uh <laughs> i've been getting heartburn or uh, what is that called acid reflux uh-huh. yeah that's been a thing i turned 27 and all of a sudden now i have all kinds of like digestive issues Ugh, yeah my body is getting old yeah well, it was also the realization that now this year I'm going to turn 28, which is a, a nightmare scape of itself. Uh, 20 is not that bad. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of I, – I actually feel like I'm on the cusp, but I think uh, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which kind of thing I would want to be. Do I want to be the type of person – who, you know, you have to track all the way up and you, like, are a hard charger and you're doing vertical movements and then you inevitably have to get to a peak or around a peak and then, I, I mean, ostensibly you're stuck. Or, like, you have the, the the risk with that kind of a track is that you run the risk of getting stuck. I'm not even sure if I would ever want to be a CEO, but but the whole thing with staying in unilateral experience like this is that, you know, you have to make sure that you're not getting stuck too early on, that you're not satisfying your career goals, your money goals, your lifestyle goals, all that kind of stuff. Um, you have to make sure that you're not, you know, setting yourself up to be either stuck or, you know, be somewhere that you don't want to be. But the, but then I'm also kind of nervous about kind of getting myself involved in too much stuff or like kind of not trying to do vertical movements, but doing like upper lateral movements everywhere because then I'm kind of like a dilettante. I don't really have any one thing, you know? Right. But maybe I, again, have, have you watched the good place yet? I watched uh, the first two uh, episodes. All right. You need to watch it up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the end of the first season. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only a half-hour show. You can do it. Yeah, but that, but that means that there's... Because uh, unlike, you know, um, uh, hour-long series, such as True Detective, coming back the 14th. <laughs> Isn't that um, uh, next Sunday? Fuck yeah, it is. Man. Yeah, I am such excited. Much wow. Anyways, um, the thing about, like, hour-long shows is that they only have, like, 10 of them for the, for the season. There aren't that many episodes of the good place uh there's probably like 23 if they're a half hour no there a isn't half hour no no i don't think so because like a seinfeld season has like 20 or so episodes. Well, that was back in the day when you know <laughs> you didn't have to stream everything oh yeah people were making seinfeld money back then right hmm. did you know like back in the day with like uh the carol bonnet the carol bonnet show uh-huh they had uh millions of viewers on like a sunday night like Super Bowl numbers every Sunday night to watch what? that show. Yeah. That's what TV shows were like back in the day. Holy How shit. crazy is that? Dude, nobody watches anything live anymore. No. Or not not like live, but nobody watches anything as it airs. No. Like I remember the last show I probably did that with was um maybe the first season of Lost. After that I got pretty annoyed. <laughs> so i stopped watching it live um yeah, I'm yeah there's, to think what... there's only 13 episodes in the first season of the good place oh okay i can do that yeah <laughs> shit i could do that today <laughs> i don't know i, I kind of want to wrap up the whole uh saying things that, and then having people interpret them in a different way mm. And yeah. it's it's just those were never my intentions, and I feel like uh, 
I don't know. Just like hearing all this dumb Kevin Hart stuff. Dumb with, Kevin Hart stuff? Yeah, with the Oscars, how he was kicked off the Oscars and then he apologized and then people didn't like his apology. And like he was on the Ellen show and apologized and nobody liked that apology on the Ellen show. It was just like a bizarre. Oh, yeah. It's been a bizarre roller coaster road. And mm. I, th- I think that has to do with two things. Number one, once you're, um, I think that once people's mind is set on something or once people have decided uh, that somebody is like this or what they meant was this or they said X and it made me feel Y. Once people have decided this, um, it's very, no matter what you do, it's very hard to change public perception. For example, Mitt Romney. You remember Mitt? Uh, Yeah. The guy's going to be running in 2020. No way. Really? I don't know. I assume he is. That guy's the worst, but he is. <laughs> well, but that's that's actually the thing. That's the, exactly my point. When you take him in context with the people he was bookended by, mm-hmm. so that was Bush, uh, G, uh, uh, W, not HW, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and Trump, when you take him bookended by those two people, he actually doesn't seem... Uh, like he was very innocuous his his biggest problem if anything was that he was really boring but like then things happened like um because he was running particularly against obama who was very uh uh like i don't know i don't know the you i i listen to the guy's speeches now and i'm still like he's charismatic he's very yeah, uh, inspiration exactly. you know he inspires a lot exactly and he was very he like he you know fucking made you really feel fired up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even to this day, that's kind of how I feel. So then when things like happened, when, uh, for instance, like Mitt Romney, like misspoke and said binders full of women and stuff like that. Wasn't what he meant, (laughs) but, but then of course, because the public perception is already, you know, hardlined, Oh, he's a Republican, you know, whatever, whatever. He got kind of villainized for something that just, you know, uh, was obviously not his intent, mm-hmm. but it's that's like that's part of it. That's part of the game. You know what I mean? You you can't kind of, and so that was sort of you know. Then you see that also in the 2016 election. But the problem with that was like it was just a battle to see which public perception was going to win out. On the one hand, um, you uh, have some boorish loudmouth <laughs> saying some stuff about uh grabbing women by you know somewhere right and then but then you also have uh somebody who uh you know there was all kinds of weird shit about emails and stuff like i don't know it, it just kind of became a thing about public perception it wasn't i don't think it was for one second about policy no never not once not ever yeah, so it's like so that's and so not saying that you're you're as in the public eye as presidential candidates. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's like so I don't know anything about this Kevin Hart thing at all. I I actually mm-hmm. don't know how I I don't know. I'm just not with it. I right. Guess. Right. But uh, that's kind of what that seems to me, and that's that seems to be the thing. It's like how you say something or or what you mean to say may not or maybe of equal importance as how you say it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of these weird uh, communication skills um, where that comes into play. That's what they call soft skills, but end up being incredibly important. Yeah, I think that's what I'm dealing with now is I feel like I'm doing things more often in the open and out in public. Yeah. And I used to just do things one-on-one. 
Right. And I always had this policy where I'm not afraid to say something about someone uh, behind their back because I will say it to their face. Mm -hmm. Like anything I say about you behind your back, I will say to your face type of thing. And uh, I think now that, you know, people can hear me say things on their headphones on their drive to work and I'm not there to say, uh, what do you mean by that? That's now it's like this whole. Yeah, you you can't expound on something because now it's a recording or now it's right. uh, the event. You know, you you can't pick an individual out of the audience at your uh, at your uh, screening. You know, you, you can't pick an individual out of the audience and like have a conversation with them right then and there about what what you're talking about. It's like no, you were doing an event. Like it it rolls out how it rolls out, and, right. but it might not be. Yeah, no, I I totally get what you mean. Um, to a degree, I think we, there's there's different there's different. Um, I think you and I need to apply it differently, but I think there's a fair amount of like like what you said earlier, playing the game mm-hmm. um, that you and I have to kind of work on. Yeah, we should stop talking about Tyler. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, is well, that is that what you got out of this? <laughs> uh, yeah, we should let that guy go. Yeah, and you know what? Let's try his coffee. Let's have him on the podcast. Let's drink his coffee while on the podcast. That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe not. How about this? We drink his coffee first, and if we're impressed by it, then we invite him on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I mean, actually, if he's made like big strides in branding or something like that, I'd kind of be interested in talking about that. But but it's like if you're just – because I'm – personally know a bunch of like i know a guy who uh brews his own beer i know a guy who makes his own coffee i know a guy who you know whatever like you you meet these people right Mm -hmm. that's not the part that's because i can do something you know what i mean like i uh then why won't uh, you a tish no 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 no. that's not (laughs) that's not what i mean i mean like stop uh, thinking about it start doing it man (laughs) well that's actually definitely true is that i just need to start doing so that's kind of what my uh what uh i was doing with listing like my big hairy audacious goals mm-hmm. is is that i real oh that's what we were talking about holy shit you brought it around <laughs> you did it <laughs> you brought it back around quickly say more it. about it before you forget yeah yeah so um i realized that there are two different things that um are both important but are are like you you have to treat them as as different items and that's dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would say, um, for instance, in your, in your kind of, uh, like you can see how winning an Oscar could be both, Mm -hmm. but the only way it could be a goal is if you were, uh, making an executable plan towards it. Right. A dream is kind of closer to a fantasy, but I think it also has an important, um, an important element to it because it's like without, being able to kind of like let your imagination go and not like rooting yourself down with hard boiled logistics and like, well, how would I do this? How would I do that? Then you don't actually have anything that you strive for because you you're, you're inundating yourself with like details. So I think what a big part of my problem is, is that I want to make goals, but I don't have a dream. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So it's like, I'm almost a little too fucking practical because um there's no like, magic to it there's no right fairy yeah, dust no, sprinkles on it 
Exactly. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing, there was nothing there because even, even when I was in college or in high school, I didn't want to, and I'm sure podcast listeners are fucking sick of this, but, (laughs) um, but it's like, I didn't actually want to be a scientist. I was just like, oh yeah, my parents have this comfortable house and they have two cars and like when they need something fixed, they have it fixed. Like they don't have financial pressure and that's all it was. But there was nothing, there was not, and, and like, that's kind of what made me understand, like, right now, I think I'm one of those weird people where most people, or not, maybe not most people, actually, I don't know why I'm characterizing this in terms of, like, most and less, but I think there, a good amount of people go dream first, and then goals after. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's you. You want to make movies. Right. That's a dream. Well, well I don't know. It could be both. It's kind of like winning, winning an Oscar. It could be both. Right. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I think my whole thing was that I never had a dream first. So I make all these goals, but like none, or, or I can write down as many goals as I want, but they're so, they're so kind of like small in scope. Like I need something a little bit like more kind of like, I need, a, you need goals that are smart. We did that episode about smart goals like measurable, attainable, all that kind of stuff, right? But you need something with a little more uh, gravitas. Right, but, but I need those goals to kind of... So now I'm going to draw a flow chart. <laughs> no, no, no. So I think I, you need to stop. I think you need to stop. <laughs> I, need, I need those uh, goals to be for a higher purpose, uh, like a loftier a dream. Okay. You're not no, you're not down with that. I don't know. It it sounds like you are. Uh, this is the 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 next level existential excuse. Oh God! <laughs> it's like oh, I can't be a consultant because I have no business experience. You have a year of business experience, and you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I need to make some sort of magical dream to make this all. Oh no 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 no! So so this is where they're actually not related with one another what i mean is like um it's like you know those those dumb uh statements like where do you see yourself in five years Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like could you answer what you would be doing in five years uh i think i could yeah see it's like that's kind of the thing it's like i oh my god i'll be 40 thanks thank you (laughs) podcast over yeah, we're done. <laughs> um, but it's like there's, you know, it's it's not. Um, it's like for for instance, even with uh, this podcast, it's like I wanted to like have an interesting and you know whatever podcast or be a part of something you know whatever, but it never actually struck me to be like, oh, what if I like what if I wanted to be a part of like a like a known podcast, like well known? What if we were a huge you know whatever like. That never even occurred to me. Mm-hmm. And it's because I have this kind of self-limiting or like uh, this, uh, like, ah, oh, well, who's going to fucking listen to that kind of mentality? Right. And so that's kind of the thing. So it's insofar as much as the consulting thing, that's actually the only thing that I have some grip on. You know what I mean? And I actually have figured out, I don't know if I told, no, I, I told you about that. Kind of like that, um, what do they call it? An incubator? Okay. You're going to go sit in one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, hopefully. Um, basically, it's like what I'm trying to get into is a place where they grow, they like help grow, like they give you some clients to begin with so you get paid. 
but they want you like the in- inevitable goal. It's it's kind of like being an agent, although I don't know anything about being an agent. But like the the eventual goal is that you are supplying your own business, like you're you're doing. Your oh, yeah, own you, thing. you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, so that is a good place for me to start. I think because it's like it'll get me kind of where I need to go in that it'll supply me with financial assistance, but also it it teaches and encourages you on how to do it, like how to how to get it's kind of like going to school for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but but I also just want to, you know, I want to flush out my my five years or something like that, not in terms of like, what am I doing to get there and all that stuff. The goals will come later. I think what I want to do is like, it's like, okay, I've, I've like said I wanted to be a consultant. Now let me figure out the landscape of like what that looks like. How do I, how do I do that? Do you, do I, do I want to be completely, uh, uh, you know, in, in like kind of management and training, or there are also people who are, you know, like technical, all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like, I think that I just have a goal, but I don't like flush it out in terms of like making it a reality. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm, God damn it. That's where I'm at with that. (laughs) All right, dude. A dream deferred is a dream denied. Not that that has any place here, but I was thinking about that because I was saying dream. Dream. Dream, dream, dream. <laughs> is that a... Dream. The Mamas and the Papas? Ooh. They probably did a cover of it at some point. Mm. So it's not. It's not, no. Oh, damn it. Uh, I want to say Richie Valens, but I think that's wrong. Let's Google this. You know, that's our that's our next step. We get a we get like a producer. We get a we get a guy. We get a kid. We need to get a just, kid who just live looks up stuff. Oh, my phone didn't help. I got to do it on the computer. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Well, so uh I think both with the your, Everly like, Brothers, the Everly Brothers. Who the hell are the Everly Brothers? You don't know the Everly Brothers? No. Uh well, either way, I think having a dream is a good idea. But if you're using this as an excuse, so now take steps forward on some goals that you already have. No, just be I, mindful. Uh, just be mindful of that. No, I'm firmly playing. I'm like, I'm realizing. Oh, that's that's what we were also talking about. Is that I've realized like I fell into the same habit that I always do, which is that. I always like it's the same thing I did it in high school I did it in college and I'm doing I did it again this past year which is that I just keep my head down and I outwork everyone like I I graduate top of my class I get a 4.0 GPA that this year I outworked everyone and everyone's just like oh how great like that's you know we, wow you're a real asset and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. but I don't play the game like I I don't show up to meetings that I'm like not supposed to be in and just be like, Oh, I'm taking notes and I'm doing whatever. And I'm not, you're, and, uh, you're uh, pulling a Wozniak. A Wozniak. Yeah. What does that mean? He was, it's Steve jobs and, uh, Adam Wozniak now, but I, I don't know what that means. Uh, Steve jobs was the guy out there pitching the ideas and doing the stories and coming up with stories and getting people excited. And Wozniak was a guy who was like doing the hard work in the back in the garage. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm Wozniaking. You're right. <laughs> I'm straight up Wozniak. 
Um, yeah. So even though, I mean, he's definitely millions of times smarter than I am, but that doesn't matter. Um, point being is that, uh, I think a good, so I'm going to Seattle this, uh, this week, this next uh, upcoming week. Really? Yeah. And I'm going there for like a conference and some dumb BS, but I thought I would pack my Yeti mic with me and I'm going to try and uh, we'll see it how this works out but i'm gonna try and snag some material and i'm just going to it's like i'm going to use this as an opportunity to start like not doing what i always do which is just oh keep your head down and like work and whatever but use this as an opportunity to start talking to people that i might meet not within my own company of course that would be career suicide (laughs) but like but like talking to people about you know how does one get this done what do you do oh do you do something similar like Maybe you can show me. I kind of think that, you know, maybe my next step is to find like little mini mentors along the way. And I think the podcast is offering me a really good plausible deniability on how to do that. Uh-huh. Like I can learn how people do this and they can hopefully if I'm networking correctly, they can set me up with people or they'll be like, oh, I'm, you know, I actually know somebody who does that. Let me give them, a, you know, whatever. It's like I can use the podcast as a way to get in. And like introduce myself to people and kind of get information, record it so I can listen to it later, and um, and then use that as like my first step. My like my uh, my uh, what do they call that when um, it's like rich rich girls in like country clubs and shit like that when they're uh, debuting? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I can use that as my like kind of my. You know, it's beginning of the year, and I'm not going to fucking do it like I always do. I'm not going to, you know, um, I'm not going to just keep my head down and work really hard and hope that somebody notices me or hope that that opens up a door for me somewhere. Because I'm realizing that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works, yeah. So I realized... um uh, by doing like a reflection exercise, a Tim Ferriss reflection exercise, I realized that that's what I did this past year is that I fell into, because it, while it was productive in a lot of aspects and now I do have a year of business experience and all that kind of stuff and it, it was like it's, parts of it are really good, mm-hmm. I realized that I would possibly be even further along if I didn't do what I always do. I just like fell into a pattern and didn't even realize it. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah, so I might get some uh, audio from some randos, but if it's not good, I don't know if I'll. <laughs> That's good. I'll see how much. That's good. Time I've got, but we'll see. Um, cool man. At the very least, I'll uh, eat at that place called Biscuit Bitch. It was excellent. Was it? I've never yeah. been to Seattle. I should take a trip. You've never been to Seattle? No. Fuck it. You should come up this week. <laughs> Fine, I'll be there. What day are you going up? Uh, I leave tomorrow around noon and I get back on Friday. Okay. Uh, I have something Tuesday and Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Still in that dumb werewolf movie. Wait, that's still going on? Yeah. Oh, I gotta... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is exactly (laughs) what you were just talking about. You just called it a dumb werewolf movie. Yeah. That's not my movie. (laughs) Yeah, but but isn't that isn't that the whole thing? Like, uh, you know, we can't have people misinterpreting things and yada yada. Kevin Hart, <laughs> didn't we just do this? Oh yeah, I'm not learning my lesson yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I tell him to his face. It's a dumb werewolf movie. So whatever. 
Mm. I don't yeah. know. Well, you're that's right. That's true. You, you're well, but you're a very candid person. I think the difference, like you said, it's just like you're not having a personal conversation anymore, and that's kind of the weird thing. It seems like you and I are just having a personal conversation, which is great because it makes the uh, audio just uh, that much more easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the other hand, it's like uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, permanent. It's forever. Yeah, and, and, and it can be taken out of context. Yeah. All right, I'm going to work on that. So what are our actionable items for uh, for the near future? I'm going to try and get loud, as we described in the episode, get loud. Mm-hmm. Or let's get loud or whatever. Um, and in a more kind of productive manner. Because last time it was more just about me putting myself over my immediate coworkers. And since then it's become very obvious that that's not something I need to concern myself with. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I, I just, uh, I want to start playing the game. I want to start playing the game. I'm going to start choosing my words better. Yeah. That's a good place to start. And just, uh, just practicing that. And, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll make it, we'll make (laughs) it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.